everybody. It's me. It's me. It's the P-R-I-M-E. Coming back with another episode of PMP with my co-host, Lee Boy TV. Say what's up. What's up? What's up, y'all? We got another one. Prime Nostalgia Podcast. Coming off a great one. Man, we had a hell of a week. That was dope. Cherry. Yeah. Must love the cherry. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's great. And a lot of people really lo- love the episode. They love cherry. It was like, this is another good insight of cherry and yeah, we got we got a lot of good feedback for that episode. Yeah, I mean, I learned a lot about her. She showed major love as uh to us online, you know, re reposting and, and getting the fans involved. So, you know, uh, much love and respect to her, love and light, as our friend Elisa would say. So um, yeah, I mean, you can't you can't have a better guest than Cherry, who's a whole legend out here and is still very humble and, and gracious. And you know, we love her for that. So thanks, thanks again. Yeah, one last plug. Go check her out. Uh, Peacock, February 25th for uh, Punky Brewster. Reboot. Re- is it a reboot or revival? I don't know, but it's Punky Brewster. Uh, go check out the Prince story. I matched up uh, Angelique Bates and Marcus Park with what Cherry Johnson said on the podcast. Put it all together with uh, some Chappelle uh, visuals also from... <laughs> from Cherry's cartoon animated version of her story as well. So make sure you check that out on her YouTube and check out ours, man. It's pretty funny. <laughs> we're going we to go to Boomerang because we, we talk about Boomerang this week. Boomerang is a classic, uh, it's a classic, classic movie. Before we like break down this movie and get into it, what was your first inclement, inclement of seeing Boomerang or like first time seeing it, first time hearing about it? Tell, tell me. Oh, I was young, man. It was one of those movies that, you know, the adults were watching and you wasn't supposed to watch. Definitely got kicked out of the room <laughs> in a couple of these scenes, right? And tried to run back in, in a one that you would probably pop in once everybody leaves the house. So, uh, I, you know, what? I don't remember when this movie came out. I want to say like 92 or something like that. Yeah, 92. So I was about six years old. I'm, I'm sure I saw it by seven or eight. Okay. And I've been watching yeah, well, it. My- one of my, this is my favorite, so you know, Mark is <laughs> one of those. <laughs> so, I have a very different history with this movie. Uh, I actually watched this movie very late. Uh, it's because this is one of the movies where I hear a lot of people talk about it, but I didn't see it, and then I kind of just put off from seeing it because I was doing like YouTube and like the podcast, so I was putting it off to what, like, do like a like a first time watch on so I can talk about it here. Mm. And then I just randomly on Tubi, on the app Tubi, randomly was on there. And I was like, oh, I guess, you know. And, and, and you know, it has, it's a very adult themed movie. So it's like only certain crowds are going to actually introduce you to this one. Um, but yeah, it's always been one of my favorites. And, you know, this is the one that I think of when I, when I think of Eddie Murphy, at least who I wanted to be. And, and, you know, he was in his full swag bag in this one, you know, he was giving you the Mac daddy vibes, if you remember that part, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we can definitely get into it for sure. I will say, uh, real quick. And this is like, this is just me as far as Eddie Murphy's like looks over his different movies. I think that's probably his best like look when it comes to, like he because he had the afro, the, he had the the I don't know what you call like the afro, but like it's like a high fade at the top and low. It's, this this look with a little this is like the, the Eddie Murphy where it's like all right he the play whatever he did yeah he got the money he's like nah I'm ready for the chicks like just the look he got this set up this set up what he was able to do in Nutty Professor because like he was playing a real Mac Daddy in that yeah. too. Yeah. 
And so this was the first time when we seen him because he was always just funny. We never like thought he, I don't know, looked at him as particularly good looking or anything, but he like the way he runs through the ladies in this one is all time legendary and top notch um, cast. I will just say that the cast. Yeah. And he ran through every single one of them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he did have for like ever, probably ever since this movie, after this movie, he just keeps a shortcut. So, yeah, but I was like, yeah, that that was peak Eddie. He was like, that was him ready for like ready for the world. <laughs> but uh, yeah, right there, look with the nice fade. That's why I got the fade right now, cause Marcus. Look, <laughs> and just one more thing. I don't know if you ever seen this movie called A Distinguished Gentleman. Uh, it's, it's, I think it was in '93. It's not one of Eddie Murphy's like uh, most talked about movies, but I I enjoyed it. So I'm going to just give it a short plug because I'm always there for the underdog, the underrated classics. I've seen that one, so I'm going to check it out. Anyways, boomerang, boomerang, boomerang. Boomerang. Uh, like, well, can we just get into, first off, the cast? The yeah. Movie? Because uh, if you guys haven't seen it, you know, I'm going to spoil it right now. He ends up with Holly Berry, right? And she... Mm-hmm. The young and very naive, very innocent. She ain't she ain't Hallie yet when she's in this film. She's very uh, wet behind the ears, I would say. But you know, you could tell she's a, a darling. You know, she's to be uh, to come. But before that, this guy makes contact with Leela Rashan. He hey, makes. Let me let me be honest. When I first seen that, I thought that was the same person. Oh, right as um. That's Jacqueline. What's uh? What's your name? Lila? Uh, Lila Rashawn and Robin Givens. Robin Givens. My bad. My bad. I thought it was the same person. I was like, did he just yeah. dump her? I, like, I was like, huh? But yeah, I see it was different. Years as a kid, I thought they were the same person. They have the same hair. They both just light skinned. They, but they, I don't, it's, but they look alike to me though. I don't know if it's just me. They legit look alike. At least back then. Now they don't. But Aren't they both too in Harlem Nights? And I, I almost had that same experience. I think only uh, uh, Robin Gibbons or one, one or the other. I don't even know. I feel like both of them might be. I don't know. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But <laughs> but back to this one. Yeah, you got Leela Rashan, uh, you got Robin Gibbons, and these aren't even the mains that he ends up. We already said Halle Berry. And then mm-hmm. this other people he runs through is Eartha Kitt, uh <laughs> Jones. And then also, um, what's uh, Tashina? Uh, not Tashina Arlen. Um, Tisha Campbell. Tisha Campbell. Oh my bad. Look, I'm messing up all the black queens today. <laughs> but Tisha Campbell, uh, who is like definitely has a gripe with Marcus, but um, yeah, he he tagged that one as well. So he literally lined up like six legendary women for these for these roles. And I wonder if he had any part in casting them because he picked a hell of a roster. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> He did. I mean, I, I think he more or less probably got the final say so, so you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then on the, on the men's side, you got David Allen Greer, mm-hmm. uh, Martin Lawrence, you know, John Witherspoon, just to name a few. Uh, mm-hmm. Rest in peace. But yeah, you got Chris Rock. Chris, Chris Rock. Yeah, Chris Rock. Email room. Um, and then there's a couple characters that you know that are just hilarious uh, that I'll never remember their names. But the guy that was like head of like the visuals and stuff in the office and he kept uh-huh. them, they call him uh <laughs> they call him nasty norman or something like that. yeah yeah <laughs> nasty norman yeah nasty newman or nasty norman something like that he is hilarious in this uh but yeah john witherspoon he 
he did his damn he did the damn thing for sure. And David Allen, like the, that, yeah. pair, that matchup, that pairing with uh with John Witherspoon, I think we may have seen it before, but never quite like this. Uh, now that we ran through like some of the actors and, and actresses of this movie, let's just give it a full breakdown or barbershop talk and whatever you know. We're just gonna talk about it anyway. Uh, but basically, um, Marcus is a player, quote unquote. And uh, after he sleeps with these women, he just basically leaves. He says he gets bored. Basically, he finds he finds something about them that's not perfect, and he gets bored, and he leaves them. Right. the The way that he tries to talk to him is creative. It's like, all right, like the the dog thing when he was like, "Hey, I lost my dog." Yeah, Kirby, Kirby, <laughs> Kerbs. <laughs> And this is how he bags uh Leela Rashad, right? Like she's just no, I think no Robin Givens first. No, I think it's Leela Rashad. Leela Rashad because Robin Leela Gibbons... Rashad is the main one, though. Right, right. No, that's what I'm saying. Leela, no, Robin Givens is the main one. She was the one that works at the office. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know at this point. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Robin I don't Gibbons. know. But Leela Rashad, okay, she's the one, she's like dressed in all white. She has the white dog. That's for sure. This is Robin Givens. This no, that's Leela. Look, look, that's for sure Leela. In fact, this is going to be a whole you set. Know, nah, I'm going to look second. this up. So, all right, we got that straight, y'all. Look, it's going to yes. be a because they do look a lot. But, <laughs> but Robin Gibbons, yeah, she has the dog. Wait, yeah, Leela Rashawn has the dog. <laughs> they both fine, so it don't matter. She, but she's wearing all white. This is Leela. I right, just say, just say Christy. We're going to use character names. Christy. Yes. Not that Christy. This is Leela Christy. But uh, yeah, look, Christy, she has the dog. Uh, he's looking for curbs. And then long story short, she feels really bad for him to end up in the same bed. And she's got what? Hammer time. She's got the hammer toes. And that was is what she found wrong with uh, the perfect, beautiful leader, Rashawn. There's nothing, mm-hmm. nothing that can be said bad about her. It, it, th- what he found wrong with her was I, absolutely ridiculous, but it was hilarious when he pulled that cover up and showed them toes. <laughs> now, I will say I like I like the different setups of this movie. I like how like it's like him with his boys, and then it's like something else, and then it's like him meeting the woman, and then the next day it's him and his boys talking about how bad the woman was or something, and then it's something else, and then something else is him and his boys. I like I like that segment. Um. Cause and there's a couple there's a couple of callbacks or at least a, a look behind uh, where you could see that some some rumors uh, and like gossip had gone on because uh, pops or John Witherspoon he asked uh, he's like Marcus I heard you was with one of them girls in the office look <laughs> he's like why are you out here telling my business but then remember uh, David Allen Greer is like has this friendship or situationship with Hallie's character and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's just like a whole background where Marcus knows her and they've been playing it cool. And it's just I mean, it it, it sucks for for David's character at the end. But, you know, it's just part of the plot. You know, Marcus, the player, you got to have it. Well, I'm, I'm going to say, like, in, in all things considered going into this story, though, like he basically set them up pretty much. He was like, hey. I don't want this girl. You, she like you. Y'all look like y'all be cool together. And then, all right, I'm we, we going out of order. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just put it in order a little bit. He meets Jacqueline mm-hmm. at the office. 
He's he thinking he's getting a promotion. Jacqueline ends up getting a promotion, so they kind of work together. Um, he gets tricked by Eartha Kitt. You know, she was like, hey, I decide who's going to be the manager. And she doesn't, but she got what she wanted. And then uh, pretty I mean, much. Oh, Important to note that she was like the original like spokesperson for their <laughs> yeah. line. So he had to go through Eartha Kitt for something. Yeah, Eartha Kitt was like 100 years old at this point. She still in her little body. She had a little body on her and in the bed, yeah. uh, and some very funny scenes, um, especially with her butler. I love her butler's uh, character. Uh, if you don't know Eartha Kid by her name, like, if you ever heard the song Santa Baby, that's her. And then if you if you ever seen Empress New Groove, which is a great movie, uh, she plays uh, Isma. So if y'all. No, either older or younger, y'all would know her. Catwoman, Catwoman before too. Yeah, right? yeah, she was. Yep. So yeah, those just Eartha Kit facts that y'all because y'all she is like older, so a lot of people won't be like, oh, I'm not going all the way back that far to to look up Eartha Kit. We got you. All right. Yeah, she yeah. was a whole sex symbol in her time, and so she like kind of reprieves or uh, reprises that that status in this movie in her uh you know her elderly. Uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> no, nah, nah, she, even though she was, she, for her age, she's like, okay, you know, it's like, she don't even look like she is, is she look like she's still younger, you know. So, uh, right after he meets Jacqueline, he has to go deal with Eartha, and then, and then what happens after that? Like, I mean, well, obviously, we'll, we'll, we'll throw in that Hallie also works there as like some intern. Her character works there. So he's got all these beautiful women that he's like struggling to juggle and, uh, it's kind of just sets up the whole movie when he first gets his promotion. I totally forgot about the intro. Hmm. That's why I we all over the place. We're gonna go back to this exact point. But the intro is of him walking into the office and like everybody is looking is everybody, mm. every woman is looking at him. They already know. No, no, I'm talking about the beginning of the movie. He walks into the office and every female he sees. He like he does like a he says like the same line and he tells his uh his uh, um I don't even know what it is, his assistant he tells his assistant get every single one of the women in rows and tell them I was thinking about just you or something like that that's how we start off this movie so of mm-hmm. him saying I got all these women I'm just tell them just them especially and then of course now after he done after the kid done tricked them. He finds out he's not getting a promotion, and that uh, Jacqueline is getting a promotion instead. And then um, he tries to swindle her. He tries to like get over on her. Tries to uh, be smooth on her so that so that she can give him a promotion so that he can be in charge. And things don't go as well. And uh, I think he I think he invites her on a date. He invites her somewhere. And um, I think they go out of town, and he tries to. Yeah. Like- he tries to like hook up with her out of town. They do a little hookup, and but this was, um, you know, before they knew they were working together. There was a technicality or something. So once she found out that they were going to be officially in like the same department and so on and so forth, she was like, "Oh, I don't work with my coworkers and colleagues." And so he really met his match in Jacqueline, which was uh, the reason why he was blinded uh, by you know what was right in front of him, and uh, he'll he'll find that out. Yeah, I mean, he was blinded by it, and so was I, because uh, that's probably the only gripe I had with this movie. 
is that it was so blinding to him that I didn't even see it. Uh, talk about him and the Holly Berry thing. We never spoiled that, but because it was like they had like one altercation at the uh, party or whatever. He was like, "Oh, you should meet my friend so and so." That was like their only interaction until a scene that we'll get to later. But uh, you got anything to add before we? I'm gonna just go straight into that scene. So you got anything you want to add before we go there? No, I mean, uh, so we're not gonna go back to uh, Strange or anything. We'll, we'll talk about some. Nah, well, maybe. We can, go, we can go back to the crazy characters later. Favorite moments, so yeah. <laughs> maybe. Let's let's continue with the story. Uh, so we get to we're kind of skipping a lot of things. You got we got the racial scene. Uh, you can't afford this coat. We got all that kind of scenes. We got uh, Martin talking like brother man, uh, not bro man from the fifth floor, but brother man. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got all this stuff, and then we got the dinner scene. I don't know if it's Thanksgiving, right? I think it's Thanksgiving. I think it's Thanksgiving. We got John Witherspoon being John Witherspoon being a legend. And uh, the scene specifically I'm talking about is like him and Eddie Murphy. It's just him and Eddie Murphy. He's like, you got to coordinate. He was like, you see this? I got marshmallow uh, mushroom pants. And then Eddie's like, hey. he got uh, Marcus like, hey, he got mushroom pants. Did you know that? He said, yes, I know. He's like, yeah, I got the, the inside of the jacket. I got the underwear, I got the ring. It was like, hey, did you know your dad? It's like, Marcus, shut up. Dad has the mushroom jacket on, look. And John Witherspoon, like, it just seems like, I mean, obviously he's uh, continuously playing, uh, you know, a version of himself in these movies, but this was pretty early and, you know, uh, I think, you know, just set up that whole character for himself being a Pops. Um, He's Pops. I mean, this was obviously before, uh, he played Pops and the Wayans Brothers, and he, I say about maybe two years before, maybe I think he played started in ninety four. And he does the coordinate, I believe, in the Wayans Brothers as well. I think he took that. Yeah, on. that was like his. That was like his uh, uh, title of his stand up special. You got to coordinate, right? So, he, uh, <laughs> they call him Tacky in the show, but yeah. And then not to mention him and his wife being so promiscuous and getting it in all in the uh, bathroom and everywhere they could go. I was talking about bang, bang, bang. He's doing the bang, bang, bang in this one. And David Allen Greer is just horrified the whole time. He's very square and, um, you know, it, it just embarrasses him. Every, must you embarrass me everywhere we go, dad? And that's why, that's your son. Got him in private school acting on sedity like that. Look. Then that's when it happens. David Allen Greer is all horrified. And then, um, they all leave, which okay. They all leave, and then it's only Marcus and uh. Why? Why? why would you leave your girl? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to to his credit, she not that she didn't like him, but she was just like he was like, "What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. What you want to eat? I don't know." So they kind of just had that that chemistry. So I guess she probably was getting bored, and then uh, her and Marcus had like one fun time of cleaning dishes and and all of a sudden this is it this is this is the love of my life apparently from washing dishes so yeah man i mean obviously with her and she you know she had met her match she was you know young naive the holly berry so young in this one and compared to the and we're kind of i'm gonna just call her angela angela was very young in this one compared to the seasoned marcus and she couldn't do nothing with the mag daddy vibe so he won her over um you know with his playerism but he man he didn't do her right Uh, this is one time you know i love marcus but it's just like, why? Why are you going to do Angela like that, man? She's too sweet. 
and uh, he shouldn't have did it like that. This is the reason why you got to watch this film if you haven't, because yeah. of- we going all over it. So yeah, you know. Uh, I mean, to skip ahead, to skip back, to just skip a, a few places. Uh, Jacqueline treats him the exact same way he treats the other women, especially that that one scene where he invites her from out of town. He waits at his concert. They're waiting like three hours. He waits like three hours. He goes home because he's mad. And then she comes there. He was like, yeah, don't talk to me. I'm not with that. And she makes an excuse. And then basically says, okay, well, let's sleep together. And then pretty much they do. And then she she leaves him. He's, he's just got the cover. He's like, she's like, yeah, it was good for me. Thank you. And they walked out. <laughs> Wait, did she not leave him a tip? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he, he asked for his money. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think for his cab or something, she gave him a little money or something, and he just really felt used. No, nah, he, he bought he bought like concert tickets, and she they didn't go because she was late. Right, right. <laughs> for the wasted money. He yeah, said, she was like, "What do you what do you want to do? Pay you back?" He was like, "No, but that's not the that's not the that, that's not the uh the, that's not the point. I'm to say yeah, yeah, that's not the point." Yeah. And then after, of course, she still leaves the tip anyway. <laughs> and that's when he felt yeah. used. Look. Um, and then, so yeah, I mean, who are you gonna pick though, man? Like, come on, Jacqueline or Angela? I think that that's the obvious question. Uh, and, and, and I mean, everybody should be picking Angela, I guess, but there's gonna be depends on how it's presented. Depends on how it's presented. Guys out there that, that would prefer Jacqueline. I mean, and Marcus almost does in the movie, almost. I will say it depends on how it's presented because he treated other people like that, so he got his karma. Mm-hmm. So maybe if he treated people nice, then maybe. Jacqueline would be nice because she was nice at first. And then I guess after she seen the other people talking about him, then she was like, oh, so this how he do? All right. I guess I, I can't take this seriously. Because they <laughs> was talking about him in the office. So. And that's when she started spreading the rumors and uh, your girl, Grace Jones, a.k.a. Strong J, heard heard all the Marcus business and tried to seduce him in that damn <laughs> restaurant oh man that is a classic part of the film you don't want none of this yeah <laughs> Go strong j man strong j and then strong j in the commercial too in the uh <laughs> it's just ridiculous crying, uh <laughs> like she really gave birth to a fragrance man that was that was the most man, the nasty yeah. oh my god unbelievable when she pulled off her drawers look <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, there's a lot of crazy stuff in this movie that you probably will forget if you like don't rewatch it for a while. Right. But like, yeah, those scenes are you can't forget those scenes. Right, right. Uh, Let me make one more that's in that same vein is when um Earth the Kid is trying to convince Marcus at the dinner table to you know get into bed with him, and then there's the butler. Yeah, this is nasty. No, 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 I ain't gonna go. To, I'm just talking about actually just the butler because he just knows how she does all these things, right? And so she's just like throwing all these in the windows, and he just <laughs> all he does is That's just. Funny. <laughs> and he, he was like, "Aren't you laughing?" Out laughing like. It reminds me so much of the guy from Coming to America. Um, I don't know. It's not the same guy, but this movie actually reminds me a lot of Coming to America as far as just like the small characters that have such huge impact. There's a there's a couple of characters like that that really make the movie. Yeah, man. I thought you was, I thought you were talking about the part where she was like trying to show him what she can do on the food. 
I don't need that image in my head. He's biting celery and stuff. Oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, You know what? Anyways, anyways, things happen. Uh, And he's he's with Angela. But then, for some odd reason, one day, Jacqueline says, hey, I'm here in town. Either with me or you don't. So he goes just to find out to see if that's what I want. And he finds out, I don't want it. So uh, he goes back to Angela. She was like, there's no reason to test him. But if you love me, you would came home last night, pretty much. And uh home last night. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a classic line from that. Yeah. Classic. I think that might have put Halle Berry on, man. This, that really made her a heartthrob because uh, I can't remember her being like the face of any movie. And she, she wasn't even really the, the star or face of this one. It just happened to float. Towards- yeah, she's not even like, even though she is a main character in the end up because she's not even like the top two. Like she's not the like the, on the poster. It's like just Eddie Murphy and uh, Robin Givens. So right. it's like <laughs> if you just looking at the poster, you wouldn't even know uh, she's even in it. Yeah, I think that line really made her star. And it, it like, I mean, it set up fodder for women for years. People, women are still probably saying that same line. Love should have brought you home last night. I wonder if this is the first time that uh, that line was used. Because I never, I can't remember anything before it. But I feel like people just say that in everyday life now. (laughs) Probably because Hallie. Yeah. Yeah. uh... Should he have known already? Or did he need to do that one last move? with Jacqueline just to see if Angela was the true one because you know she had really literally ripped his heart out tried to sew it back together threw him out to the trash and that just is something that he had never dealt with and like you said that's how he had always treated women so I think that somehow either attracted you know they just how some girls like bad boys maybe some guys like bad girls and I think you know it, it just took him aback but he has such a great thing at home like should it have brought him home last night? Or what, do you, I, what do you think of, you know, I, I could ask you what you were doing in this situation, but do you think Marcus did the right thing in his situation? I think the reason he went back is just to see, like, is this, like, is she, like, I think since, since it never happened to him before, I think he went back just to see, like, is she really like this or is she playing with me? Like, pretty much, like, because, I mean, I, it was good at first, and then all of a sudden it went bad. So let me see, is it just me? Or is it just a bad situation? So he had to do it. He was part of the problem or if he could fix it. And I think once he just, you know, realized that she was also toxic, that's what it was. It was they were both toxic and he just knew that he needed something to offset his toxicity which is how I actually choose my relationship as well, because I'm crazy. So I need someone to offset everything everything that I do. So I think that's what kind of like solidified it for him. So maybe he needed to see, you know, make that last move. Because, I mean, he does get the girl. If I'm not, I guess I spoiled it. But, yeah, he gets the girl at the end, so. Yeah. um, coming. How he quite does it. It, We're not going to tell the last scene. But, like, he he goes through some extra hoops. Last scene throws it off, too. That he gets some help. Is that is that is that not like <laughs> stalking? No, I didn't stop. Anyways, uh, before we go to the break and talk about like our favorite scenes and all that, I want to give a shout out to uh, I want to give a shout out to Mix Review Podcast because I listened to their version of uh, Boomerang. They'd never seen it before in their mix, so that was like, oh, these are movies that we should see because we're mixed. You know, black movies you got to see. 
and uh, their review on it was like their review on it from a woman's perspective is is different, and it's like it, it makes it understandable pretty much. He was doing people dirty, so he got karma. And uh, you know, even though he's the main antagonist of the movie, it's still he's kind of almost the villain in a sense. Because he they make Jacqueline act like she's the villain, but he's almost the villain and the hero. Like he was the hero, but then he goes to the villain side because of how he's doing every single person. Including his own friends. That, I think that is what really makes him, you know, gives him that status because he not only did it to the women, but even the guys that he was supposed to be cool with. And he lied a lot. He was doing a whole lot of lying, especially the way he did Tisha Campbell. Look, that's going to be... <laughs> right, we'll get to that, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so we, we're just going to go to the break. And and on this break, I got to play this song. I'm picking it. We're playing Johnny Gales. There you go. Goes with the whole thing. They made. I think he made the song just for this movie. Uh, but yeah, there you go. It's like first time I seen this. I knew that song was on the track, and I was waiting for it. And when it hit, it hit at the perfect moment. So mm-hmm. it's gonna hit right now. Johnny Gills. There you go. My new single, Radio, it's on all streaming platforms, so be sure to go check it out. Thank you guys so much for the love and support always. I love you all from the bottom of my heart, and I'll see you later. Bye, guys! And we are back. We're talking Boomerang. We done kind of went spot by spot a little bit in the first half. Now we're just about to just tell our favorite scenes because this movie needs two halves. And uh, we're about to get into it. So, Lee Boy, just tell one of your favorite scenes. I think one of my favorite scenes, man, that kind of, it actually kind of sums up the movie a lot. And it's between Jacqueline and uh, Marcus. And it's it's when she she's still, like, trying to play him. She's still, like, trying to figure him out. And uh, I alluded to it a couple times, but he comes out with, this is me. I'm rapping. This is my Mac Daddy vibe I'm giving you. And all my Mac Daddy vibes, all my splendor. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, nah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get at you. Like, he's like, this is it. Like, this is all I got. Like, he's used to it always working, right? So it was just funny to see him, like, kind of uncomfortable where in the whole rest of the movie, he's like, he's got it all together. You know, he's, he's like basically working on wall street and he's never unconfident. Right. And and even to, you know, David Greer and his pops, everybody looks at him like he's the man. But when it comes to this one scene with Jacqueline, when he first, and she's playing him, she's feeling his vibes the whole time, but he, it was just funny to see him like with his panties in the bunch a little bit. So that was one of my favorite. And he does the, 
Like, he's like, like, why does like going to the side make you look more Mac? Like, what? Yeah, do you- I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he was like, nah, bro. Like, so that was one of my favorite scenes from Marcus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, mine. This is one of my favorites. I guess I'm, I'm gonna do a crescendo. I'm gonna go up. Mine was randomly with, with Tisha Campbell. When she's yelling at um, oh, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. yelling across the thing. She's like, "What, what you was about five, three, five, four? Mm-hmm. And You know what he gonna do? It's just like, <laughs> oh man, she is so bitter from across the gate, and it's funny because she's like, "This is this is like Wilson from across the gate." She's like <laughs> yelling and. And she is hot. She is bitter. And so she's going to tell all his business and as much as fast as she can look, right? And he's dragging his date back in the house like, no, I don't listen to her. Um, but yeah, she uh, she definitely fired a couple missiles in. She <laughs> at one point she had like a, uh, she had a sign at one point, like a sign. She was holding it up. The girl. <laughs> she in the, uh, in the window telling her to don't do it. The classic hater from next door, man. I don't know if... You will never ever see a, a, a good of a hater, <laughs> good as a hater, as she played in this one. Is she, she a hater though? She's bitter. I would say she scorned. Is she is she though? Scorned woman. She says, Hey, he's been treat me bad. And every woman I see him bring up in here, she treat he treats bad. Don't do it. <laughs> like, I don't know. She might she's an unsung hero, maybe. You know. I don't know. Save, I mean, she tried to save her, but it didn't do, <laughs> didn't do anybody any good, but Nah, yeah, really, they, they don't listen, but yeah. Yeah, then she had the rollers on and the, the house coat and everything. She had the robe on, everything, just looking crazy. But obviously, we know it's Tisha Campbell, so, um, you know, it, it's just funny. She plays that role. <laughs> yeah, another, yeah, another scene that I, you know, we're I going love, back and forth a little bit. I yeah. love Eartha Kid in the bed, you know, when he's <laughs> she takes off the shoes and she's like telling him, you know, why don't you just loosen up a little bit? She's got her feet all in his neck and his mouth. And then what does he say? Look at the end. He's like, you know, can we can we turn down the lights? You know, maybe just make it a little bit more sexy in here, like a little bit more intimate. And then like the lights go all the way off. And he's like, could you get it just a little darker? Can you make it a little darker? <laughs> Because, you know, she's like, a she's definitely 70 plus, I would say, in this. And she looks great for her age. But he was trying to turn the lights off and them wrinkles look. Uh, but I think that was just hilarious. Because he always has a little dig at all the women. No matter how beautiful they are. Either they got bad feet or they just, can we get a little darker? Or are you just are they old? too much or old or too wild? Or, um, you know, until you know he has two perfect ones that he can't choose between. But everybody else, he finds something wrong with him. And uh, can we get a little darker in here? I thought that was okay. Uh, I like the scene between uh, Gerald and Marcus, Davon and Greer and Eddie, and uh, they're playing pool. And he was like, did you sleep with her? Did you sleep with Angela? Yeah, I did. And he was just like, ah, come on, take another shot. You like, did, did, did you sleep with her? He was like, man, you tripping. He was like, why does every girl have, why do you have to have every girl? Why do you always have to have all the girls, Marcus? You just said a couple seconds ago you didn't care who she went out with. Now you find out it's me and you're flipping, you know? You're being a hypocrite. I don't want to hear that bullshit, man. 
that's that's a real emotion that he brings out it just reminds me of like eighth grade jealousy vibes like there's always the kid that's getting all the girls because he looked grown right he's more grown than the other kids because it's eighth grade <laughs> and so um it's like how come he always gets the girl right so i thought that was hilarious and, and it just um they played they played that role that back and forth perfect um, that's another, what I told you. He's almost a villain, almost because he he want to set them up. He said, "Hey, I don't want this girl. You have her." And then all of a sudden, they're dating. Like <laughs> he didn't. He was at the pool He did not want to look him in the eye too, but he couldn't. I mean, at least he told the truth. At least he did that. Uh, at least <laughs> kind of. He, he, he didn't even really say it. <laughs> he didn't say. He was like, uh, he was like, what? what? Uh, he, I knew it, man. <laughs> he was all mad. Um. But uh, oh, another scene in um, Strong J, or is that even her name? That's the name of the fragrance. But great, yeah, yeah. Her character when she take off her panties and uh, put them in the the <laughs> the doctor's face, he's like the professor that's like cooking up the fragrance and <laughs> the formula, and she like this is what a sex is supposed to uh, smell like. She throws it in his face, and he's like. Uh, Marcus has to tickle him and get him back in the room and then uh, Nasty Nelson's like unbelievable it's just <laughs> all those scenes actually with Nasty Nelson there's one um, where he has uh, the kissable uh, commercial and he got like bananas and cherries and the girl got yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious like he's always doing something nasty man that in I don't even know if that dude ever did any other film that I can remember, but it, he just, I'll never forget him in this for sure. Super messy movie. Uh, and it doesn't get any messier than this one. Like we already mentioned, there's like six, seven women in this thing. And then he mix in the whole thing with his friends. And man, it gets crazy. It gets crazy, crazy. <laughs> I mean, also, we got to go back to the scene of the, the dinner scene, the coordinate scene, just. That might be one of my favorite scenes because I don't. I feel like that just wasn't planned. Like I just feel like they were just like, "Hey, just go and just basically talk," and you just got uh, John with a spoon and Aiden Murphy just talking. Well, the secret is you got to coordinate. Uh huh. Most people don't coordinate. See, so you got to coordinate. Yes, that's what you did. Yeah. Man. When you saw me, you saw the mushroom I shirt. Said, mushroom shirt. Bang. Mushroom shirt. Mushroom shirt. But see, you can't stop with the mushroom shirt. You now, gotta I was, go on. I'd have stopped that. No, shirt. you got to keep going. I mean, it just reminds you of ghetto cousins you know that barely come over they might come over once a year it's like this is why we never invite them back look uh but no definitely one of the best scenes uh i like all the scenes with with the family members and also the uh, martin uh and, and all that is just is just a whole nother side to the movie that it doesn't get played out extremely uh extremely well i would love to see more and um I'm sure if they could do a reboot, a lot of people, or at least John Witherspoon's no longer with us, um, so they can't do it without him. But um, that would have been dope to explore like their relationship more in another movie and see like what happened to David and Martin's character uh, moving forward. Because uh, yeah, they definitely had a, a good dynamic going in the whole family thing, including John Witherspoon and his wife, uh, hilarious vibes. But I think, like I said, I think we've seen them get to continue to play some of those roles based on, you know, being teaming up with Eddie Murphy and, and being on that big stage. Now, I know Daylight the Girl has been huge in, like, TV shows, but, like, movies, I think this is his only, like, main role. Uh, I'm not sure if he, he probably has been in other ones, but, like, I think 
TV shows, you know a David Allen Greer TV show or guest spot because he's he's done so many. Like uh, Reverend Lonnie, Lonnie Love, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Martin, you know, he's done many guest spots, but I don't, I don't really, I can't really recall many movies really. So might have been one of his main. I mean, we know he's yeah. been in some movies, definitely, but this was probably one of his main box office like things that he got to have a a decent good role in. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just like a uh, Chris Rock too. Uh, yeah, I mean this. I mean, this got this jumped off some things. Definitely, I mean, he had already done like I'm gonna get you sucker and stuff. He kind of had done um, some of the roles. Like Hill the Hills Cop. He was like a he had like a small role. He's like a truck driver. So he's like park my truck or something. He's like a ballet. It's like park my truck. So yeah, he had small roles. But yeah, this this role remind me a little bit of like a Chappelle's role playing against Murphy and Nutty Professor. Uh, where he's like kind of like the peon that's always like he's messing with them or something like it. I don't know. It just kind of highlighted another great. Comp- I would say Chappelle's Chappelle and um, Blue Street similar. Okay, there you go. Yeah, probably oh, yeah. that because Chappelle was crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> in fact, we gonna have to talk about that one day. Not today, but yeah. <laughs> All right. So. I think this movie is a must-watch, even though it took me a while to watch it. I think this movie is one that you like have to have on your list eventually. I'm not saying watch it right now, but it's, it's on it's on one of those lists that you got to watch eventually. Well, it is Valentine's Day, and that's kind of the reason why we picked this one. So it's like the perfect time to throw it on, you know, whether with a loved one, family, definitely you could throw it on. It gets a little nasty, so watch out with the kids and the young, you know, the teenagers. They, it'll be all right. It ain't nothing compared to what they see in nowadays, but uh, definitely one you could throw on with a significant other, I think. And, and you know, it'll start a conversation, I'll say, you know. <laughs> hey, depending on which who you are, they'd be like, yeah. Yeah, you should have came on early. Yeah. Yeah, uh, look, certain people, yeah, if you know you known for cheating, don't throw this one on because then it's just going to start a whole problem in the house. So don't do that. Definitely throw this one on. Actually, I'm going to just go ahead and say throw it on tonight. Uh, I'm going to probably watch it again tonight just because I, I watched some clips before this. But as you can tell, we need to get breast up a little bit. So I'm just waiting to, for Valentine's Day and uh, maybe that'll be on the list. Yep, this is our Valentine's Day special, pretty mm-hmm. much. Like, it's, you know, so if you listen to this on the actual day, <laughs> go watch the movie too. What you should do. Uh, anyways, might as well let everybody know where they can find you at. Well, you can find me on LeeBoyTV.com. Uh, I pretty much got everything there, including my socials, Twitter, um, Instagram. Make sure you get in uh, contact with me. I'm about to be dropping some crazy stuff soon. Might have a little rap challenge. If you've been clo- uh, paying attention, you know, I've been throwing some bars out here and there. So, uh, yeah, rock with your boy, LeeBoyTV.com. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got to follow LeeBoy. Follow the podcast at Prime Nostalgia Pod and Peanut Nostalgia Pod on Twitter uh, and on YouTube at just Prime Nostalgia. And uh, just follow me at KVNG Prime Time. Um, yeah, I mean, Valentine's Day is coming up. So happy Valentine's, watch a yeah. Valentine's Day movie. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to all the ladies. And um, I don't know. What, what did we do? I don't know. That's all we got, y'all. That's, that's all we got to do. Well, <laughs> I do know you can enjoy cherry. Uh, mm. Some people eat cherries on Valentine's Day, right? You can enjoy cherry. Uh, listen to that episode. Uh, 
what else is is, is food related? <laughs> I don't know. The best I don't know. Check out Cherry, y'all. Check out, check out Cherry. <laughs> hey, man. I got to get out of here, bro. Let's, let's just go ahead and end this. My kids. Anyway. Man, I love y'all, but look, I got to get to my kids now. Look, that's all I got, y'all. <laughs> anyway. Chocolate covered Cherry. Long time is all the time. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Prime time. Prime time. All the time. Prime time is all the time, and we are out.